Previously on Tubular Teens with Titans, Benny, Gwen, Hanuel, Jay, and Scarlet were each visited by mysterious glowing orbs. The orbs spoke in an indecipherable language and imparted each teen with a colored ring and bracelet. The bracelets began to receive a signal from an unknown source when the teens were later near each other. A broken holographic message explained that the Guardian Protocol had been engaged, and it was now their duty to protect the Earth from threats. As the Quintet discussed their options, a monster erupted from the ground, leaving them no choice but to spring into action. Standing in a circle, the teens activate their Guardian powers. Guardians engaged! Nova Knight! Storm Sentinel! Hydro Hoplite! Druidic Defender! Pyre Paladin! With the clockwise rotation of their ringed fists, the circular discs on the top of their bracelets begin to glow their respective colors. Uh, is this supposed to be happening? Yes? You don't sound too confident. It's alien technology. Your guess is as good as mine. Does anyone else's wrist feel cold? Mine feels like it's losing weight. Ah, mine's starting to get hot. Oh, this one's tingling. Whatever happens, it better happen soon because I cannot hold this up much longer. Glowing colored liquid pours from the top disc, solidifying into a complete bodysuit. A neon blue tidal wave wraps its way around Gwen. A vibrant pink whirlwind encapsulates Hanuel. Violent red flames appear to devour Benny. Glowing green vines encase Jay, and inky black static surrounds Scarlet. These vivid colors begin darkening over a majority of the teen's bodies to matte black, leaving only sleek and metallic chest plates, gauntlets, boots, and helmets in their respective radiant colors. That was a little more than intense. Everybody, uh, check in. Are we all alive and not taken over by alien hosts or anything? Does anyone else feel amazing? Because I feel really, really good right now. This is crazy. We're on our school roof in alien battle armor. Is this what strong feels like? Because I feel like there isn't anything I can't do right now. 
Let's not underscore how amazing we all look. This armor is rad. It fits perfectly and is almost weightless. You think it's nanites or intelligent liquid metal, Jay? I think it's a combination. The suits appear to be made from the liquid metal the orbs were made from, and I assume there has to be some sort of nanotech regulating the size and structure. I would love to take a look at this in my lab. <laughs> Science time is going to have to wait until after we stop whatever that thing is. Who here actually knows how to throw or take a punch? Super suit or not? That thing looks dangerous. I've been wrestling for years. Anyone else have moves? I've been boxing as part of my training since I was nine. Dragon Cold Golden Glove winner for the last six years. Okay? Oh. That'll do. Remember when Brett Masterson got mugged before Winter Formal last year and showed up with a broken arm? Yeah, that was me. He wouldn't take no for an answer. Girl, that's impressive. Hanuel and Jay? Six summers of stage fighting, so I can look like I know what I'm doing, but not actually hurt anyone. I'm, like, really good at Street Fighter. <laughs> that is it, though. <laughs> That's fine. Hanuel and Jay are on crowd control, and the rest of us will figure out how to stop this thing. Okay, let's do this. We're using code names, right? We don't want people knowing it's us, do we? That's a great point. If people know it's us, how long before the government's kicking our doors in? We don't have time to worry about this. People need us. Just use the names the device gave us. We'll come up with cooler names later. Let's go! Uh, what exactly is crowd control? I don't know how to do anything. Keep people away. And safe. We're on collateral damage patrol. You're gonna be fine. Trust your instincts and just pretend everyone is your mom or dad. You want them to get hurt? The pink and green armored figures leap in unison from the roof to join their teammates in the fray. Hundreds of Vermilion High students and staff run scared as a three-meter-tall fur-covered monster destroys its immediate surroundings. This massive beast indiscriminately chases panicked citizens as the multicolored armored teens arrive on site. Where is it? I smell the deliciousness. Do not hide it from me. Is that thing talking? Uh, shouldn't the question be, why is it speaking English? The time for questions should be after we stop the crazed Wookiee! Actually, I think it's a Wendigo. A what-digo? A mythological creature from the folklore of the First Nations Algonquian tribes based on the northern forests of Nova Scotia. Okay, so how do we stop it? Can we cage it or something? I vote for punching until it stops moving. Scarlet rushes towards the mountainous creature with inhuman speed. Okay, we're doing this. Storm Sitzenau and Druid Defender, get those people out of here. Have Howden, let's make sure Nova Knight doesn't get her head ripped off. 
The group separates, with Hanuel and Jay making their way to the stadium to assist people out of the bleachers as quickly as possible. People, please move expeditiously to the nearest exit. This monster will not discriminate when eating you. Stop taking selfies and get out of here. The three heroes charged with defeating the beast are engaged in a fierce battle. Scarlet has rushed forward and is attempting to grapple the fearsome foe. The creature is swinging the black armored teen back and forth like a rag doll from its waist. Come on, you big furball foe! Nova, it's just too big. Let it go and we can take it down together. Come on, Scar! Uh, Nova! Listen to her! I got the With its drastic size advantage and supernatural strength, the subterranean beast launches Scarlet into her two compatriots. The trio is launched backwards into one of the 30-meter light poles. With a sickening crunch, the pole buckles and begins to fall towards onlookers that still remain in the stadium. The monster dives towards the ground, disappearing in a cloud of dirt. Druidic Defender, do you see it? Can we catch it? Uh, yeah? But the weight of us stopping it will probably still collapse the bleacher's support beam. How much force would it take to change the, uh, the falling trajectory? For a 600 pound light pole? I'd say two alien battlesuits should be able to do the trick! The green and pink colored heroes launch themselves at the descending light pole, and as their armored forms slam into the metal cylinder, its angle changes from plummeting into the stadium filled with onlookers to an empty field behind the stadium. Did Hanuel and Jay just tackle a light pole? Cobains! They did their job, let's do ours. Nova Knight, go grab that dumpster and I'll grab the other. Pirate Paladin, you're going to have to hold it in place until the last possible second. Once we get inside, we're gonna have to get something to secure the dumpsters together. We're gonna sandwich it? That's crazy enough to work. As Hanuel picks himself from the ground, he begins to rush back towards the fray. He pauses when he sees Jay standing, unmoving, staring into the distance. That was nuts! We just jumped like three stories and tackled the giant pole! We have to get back and help the others. Let's go! D Defender, what are you doing? Jay, they need us! Guardian Protocols... Directory Files Corrupt... How, uh, sub-directories? Does this thing have a disk defragger? Uh, there has to be a way to piece something together, come on. I can't just stand here while you freak out or whatever. The others are literally in a life and death situation, so once you pull it together, it would be great if you helped out. The pink-clad teen leaps away from his transfixed friend, he lands in time to see the beast erupt from the ground. Benny quickly wraps his arms as best as he can around the waist of the bellowing beast. 
Gwen and Scarlet each clutch ten-foot rolling dumpsters and circle the creature, waiting for an opportune moment to strike. Now, you are at the deliciousness I smell, but if I get close enough, you will make a snack before my meal. If we're going to ah, do something! Can we do it before it eats me? Now! The two teens stand their dumpsters up and rush the grappled monstrosity. The metal scrapes across the ground, throwing sparks in every direction. Benny kicks the knee of the creature and leaps away just before the two dumpsters slam together. The caged beast roars from within. Scarlet and Gwen struggle to contain it. Guys! Get something to secure these dumpsters! Uh, the chain link fence. Let's rip it up a bunch and gift wrap this thing. As Gwen and Scarlet fight to contain the raging beast, Hanuel and Benny tear up 20 meters of a nearby fence and quickly wrap the dumpsters together. The wild beast struggles for a few moments, and then all is silent. <sighs> Did we actually win? Did anyone get hurt? I don't know, but we have to decide quickly what we're going to do about this thing. The police will be here any minute. Can we take a second and just focus on how we just caught an actual monster in the first hour of being superheroes? We kick so much tail! Someone, high-five me! That was amazing! You guys caught the thing! And how about you? You saved all those people in the bleachers. You and Druidic... Hey, where's Druidic Defender? Oh, crap. They're in the field. Something must have happened or they freaked out. They just froze and were mumbling to themselves. They should still be there. Did, did they freeze or did the suit lock up? Is that a thing that can happen? Let's go grab them and get out of here. We don't want to be here when the police show up. I'll be right back. We can't just leave this thing to the police. They handle bears that show up in people's neighborhoods all the time. They'll trank the heck out of it and take it to a zoo or something. And what if it gets out before they get here? Benny walks over to the improvised monster trap and knocks on its exterior. Are you questioning our craftsmanship? This baby will last. Fire Paladin, Hydro Hoplite, shut up for a second. Do you hear that? I don't hear anything. Me neither. Exactly. Something that big should be breathing pretty heavy or at least moving around. Oh, no. The blue and red armored teams push the cage over, revealing a hole not only in its bottom, but also in the ground. The teens stare down a tunnel that leads into darkness. Do we follow? I... I don't know. What if it pops up in the town square or a church? They're playing our song. The monster probably ran back to its hidey hole. Once Sentinel is back, we need to bounce. We have a problem. Jay's gone. Erailed clicks off the viewing monitor and spins around in his chair to face his sister, Hira, and the metallic visage known as Harbinger. 
The bespectacled scientist is clearly pleased with himself and proudly grins, awaiting praise. What is wrong with your face, brother of mine? What you see, sister of mine, is the face of righteousness. A face that knew he was correct, but had to overcome the doubts of others. Ugh, why do you choose to speak in riddles, dearest brother? I only need to know why you look like a Galimimus who just found unguarded Triceratops eggs. That is an astute observation, dearest sister. Remember when I mentioned our master's mission was nothing more than a fool's errand? A wild hogsar chase to the surface that would have just agitate the quaker's moles? Only a fool would question the one who led the charge against Krail and the Deathless Armada and conquered the western regions. My sincerest apologies, Harbinger. I was merely echoing what others said before we started this expedition. The concerns of the Council seem to be warranted. The white-coated scientist turns on the main view monitor with a few quick taps to his wrist-mounted control pad and begins to replay the footage of the monster attack at Vermilion High School. This proves nothing. That creature could have been drawn here by the surface dwellers digging, just as we were. The Council did warn that the more tunnels we created, the easier it would be for others to follow. And whose fault is it that we needed so many tunnels? If you were half as brilliant as you claim to be, we would not have wasted so much time. This is my favorite part. <laughs> when those rainbow warriors confront the beast and get tossed about. Hera, what are you babbling about? On the view screen, Harbinger sees the multicolored armored individuals initially failing to subdue the rampaging beast. What are those beings? Why do I know? Goodies. The red glow that is apparent in all the joints of the cybernetic warrior dims, as does the light of his single ocular eye. The low, constant hum of his internal machinations slows momentarily and then roars to an unbeknownst level as his internal and external lighting illuminates brightly. Guardians. Those are guardians. What in the Forgotten Realm is a guardian? They are the ones who did this to me. They are why I'm in this body. I thought your memories from your old life were lost. Do you remember anything before you were brought online? No, but I have flashes of these multicolored warriors and they are immensely powerful and evil. Where are they from? 
Are they from the Forgotten Realm? Are you? Sister, dear sister, look at the technological levels of these surface dwellers. There is no way they could have either the wherewithal to make Harbinger's form or the exosuits that defeated the beast. As I have long theorized, Harbinger comes from off-terror. The mere fact he was found deep in an underground spring, battered and practically inoperable, should have been enough to tip off even the simplest of minds. Brother that I love, are you calling me stupid again? I would have thought you would have learned after the last time. Enough of your petty squabbles. These beings possess powers that exceed anything that we could garner from what passes for geothermal energy on the surface. They have just become our priority. We must study them and find the source of their power. Once we find it and make it ours, we end them. Gwen, Benny, Hanuel, and Scarlet are seated on mismatched patio furniture in front of their favorite food truck. Adorned with rising red walls topped with multicolored faux roof tiles, the war and pizza truck strikes an odd image as a miniature version of the Red Square sits on a West Coast beach. The foursome sit in a tight formation and speak in hushed tones as they reflect on this morning's events. So you said he... I mean she. Damn it! You said Jay was just standing there mumbling. Jay uses they. How hard is that to remember? I've literally talked to them a grand total of five times in my life. And once was before we fought a flippin' monster. Benny's pronoun issues aside, it seemed like Jay was talking to their armor. They mentioned defragging like, like it was a computer. I think they're trying to access something in it. Does anyone know where Jay lives? Do you think they went home? Either that or someone has to tell their parents that Jay has been taken over by an alien technology and could possibly be on a murderous trek across the United States in a crazed attempt to reach Area 51 and contact their mothership. What do we do now? Are we seriously saying that we're a team that suits up and fights monsters now? Are monsters going to be a regular thing now? I can't speak for anyone else, but I want to help people if we can. Could any of us just sit by and let someone get hurt if there was even a chance that we could help? I could. Come on, Scarlet. No, you come on. You guys are just thinking of the fun video game crap that might happen. Punching monsters is all good and fun, but what would have happened if the light pole would have hit someone? Helping people is one thing, but being a part of the reason that innocent people die? I'm not sure I want to sign up for that. As the three teens stare blankly at Scarlet, their quiet moment is interrupted by Desdemona and Reginald. The incoming pair loudly begin a conversation as they stroll by. Ugh, I can't believe you're going to be on the news, Des. That is so radical. You were so lucky that you were out there interviewing Coach Sampson about next week's game when that thing attacked. Luck had nothing to do with it. All great reporters have a natural instinct to find news. I just don't understand why everyone is so focused on those costume people. 
I honestly don't know what was worse, their capital crimes against fashion or getting tossed around by a big gerbil. If the AV dorks weren't so lame, they would have done a better job and not just recorded blurs. Did the AV dorks even say why their vigilantes didn't show up on the film? I don't know. They just started talking nerd, so I walked away. Do you want to grab a slice here? And eat! With these plebs! The back door of the food truck flings open as the proprietor of the establishment proudly strides down the steps. A slender but athletically built individual in their late 30s, they are adorned in a period-accurate Russian outfit that would not look out of place in a Hollywood production. A huge smile stretches across their face. Homer was right. No man or woman born, coward or brave, can shun his destiny. My destiny has led me to the Grilliad, and it will be a hit. Grilliad? What's wrong with war and pizza? You've been making food I could actually recognize for once. What's the new theme gonna be, Johnny D? All your Greek and Mediterranean favorites pressed into warm and flaky panini sandwiches. Pretty solid quote. I didn't know you read the classics. On its own, it is a powerful statement of the inescapable nature of destiny, and no matter how far we run, what we were always meant to do will find us. Like me and my truck. You're saying you always wanted to run a food truck? Sort of. After living the life I've had, all I wanted was a nice quiet place to make people happy and catch some waves. But I had to earn my food truck. Life has a gnarly way of throwing mondo challenges at us, especially when we're not ready for them. My pops always said, if you want happiness for an hour, take a nap. If you want happiness for a day, go fishing. If you want happiness for a year, inherit a fortune. But if you want happiness for a lifetime, help someone else. True happiness comes from selflessness. <laughs> Your dad seems pretty smart. Well, he also used to think that my mom's tea set and doilies were conspiring against him, so your mileage may vary. Uh, I, I think I figured these communicators out. If any of you can hear me, please tap the orbicular disc on the top of your wrist. <laughs> Far out. You guys got some Dick Tracy watches happening. Very futuristic retro designs, too. Where could a bro pick one up? Uh, Jay built these for us. They're trying something for this year's science fair. Um, we better answer them before the batteries die out. The four teens move quickly out of earshot of the food truck owner. Huddled close together, Benny activates his communicator. Jay! Buddy, it is so good to hear your voice. Are you okay? How are you doing this? By the power of Linux and a lot of luck. Head over to my residence and I'll show you everything that I learned. Tubular, we'll be right there. The four teens find themselves awkwardly standing outside of Jay's home a short time later. Why aren't we ringing the bell? What are we supposed to tell their parents? Why are four strangers showing up on their doorstep? A science project? That could work. We're here to go over notes for a school project. What's the project? Let's say something about photosynthesis. They might know about the trip we just took. Screw!
Charlotte! Hi, Mrs. J's mom. Is Jay home? Well, hello! You must be my Jelly Bean's friends. Oh, it's so nice to meet you all in person. They're always talking on that computer of theirs, and I think this is the first time they've ever invited anyone over. You kids like cookies? I just made a batch. Uh, yeah. Cookies would be great. Jellybean, your friends are here. Mom, please tell me you did not tell them that you still call me that. Aw, oh, it's okay, Jellybean. We'll keep this between us. Ah, oh, just... Just come to my lab. Jay out. They have a lab? Mrs. Tara leads the teens to a large shed in the back of the house. The shed has crudely been added to and has at least doubled its original size. The maternal figure slides open one of the double doors and allows the guardians to enter. Once they've cooled down, I'll bring some cookies right on over. As the door closes, the entering teens are met with a chaotic maze of shelves and tables with wires crisscrossing into a seemingly impenetrable web. A variety of computers are spread out in different states of repair. Whiteboards are attached to every flat surface and are covered with indecipherable scribbles. From somewhere within the tangled nest, a familiar voice calls out. Apologies for the clutter. Uh, I have been meaning to organize, but like they say, chaos breeds genius. Where are you? I uh, just... Go past the Mimic Scrambler, go under the hose connected to the crop enticer, and slide sideways to get by the Dream Cartographer. I know you think you're speaking English, but I only understood about half of what you said. Well, can you come to us? We're definitely going to break something. Sliding effortlessly from the cacophony of chaos, Jay appears clutching a self-made laptop. How did you do that? Years of practice. So what happened to you? Last I saw you, you were mumbling to yourself and staring into space. Oh, sorry about that. I just realized that these bracelets had to have some sort of OS. Oh, um, an operating system is what tells a computer it can... I know what an OS is. I didn't. If it has an OS, then it has to be able to be accessed. And I don't know if it was slamming into that light pole, or I finally gave the right verbal command, but I got access to some information. So, did you figure out who sent these things? No. You figure out how to get them off? No. Well, what did you figure out? This. <laughs> Gaia, Guardian Designation and Energy Level. Guardian, Designate. The immovable monolith, Druidic Defender, currently at operating 98% level. The heck was that? Our tech has an AI? What's with the crazy name? What does that title mean? Is anyone else worried that this stuff might go on HAL 9000 on us? What's to stop it from just taking over while we're all suited up? I had the same wormant. 
I think we're fine, though. <laughs> Gaia, connect to the Guardian Command. Access denied. Authorization level insufficient. It's working off of some sort of rigid parameters. I've only gotten it to repeat the mission statement and tell me my designation. Oh, uh, let's find out who you all are. Gaia, Guardian designation. Guardian designate, the unrelenting wave, hydro, hoplite. Can't go wrong with alliteration. Gaia, Guardian designation. Guardian designate, the devastating force, storm, sentinel. Sexy. I like it. Gaia, Guardian designation. Guardian designate, the eternal flame, pyre, paladin. That's pretty metal. Uh, Gaia? Guardian designation. Guardian designate, the blinding tempest, Nova, night. Well, this thing sure has a way with words. Does anyone else want to suit up, go kick over trees or something? I'm so pumped right now. <laughs> as exhilarating as that sounds, we do have Miss Tunner's test in the morning. Who can think of tests when we have for real superpowers now? School can wait. It would be pretty awesome if we really test these suits out. Vito, the less chance we give Gaia to take over my body, the better. Technically, Gaia is always active and could theoretically turn on whenever she wanted. Realistically, we couldn't stop Gaia if she wanted to take over. Oh, that's a thought that's going to fester. Let's get some rest. We'll come up with a training schedule tomorrow. We all have studying to do. If anyone needs them, they can borrow my notes. I've already memorized them. Who knows? We might get lucky and have another monster to fight tomorrow. Tubular Teens with Titans is written and produced by Velvet Fiend Rabbit Productions. Our theme song, Thundersword, is written and produced by Ahmad Judah and Joe Chasm, with lyrics and vocals by Keisha Wallace. If you liked what you just heard, please head over to the podcast service of your choice and leave us a rating and a review. It truly helps more people find the show. Tubular Teens with Titans features the vocal talents of... Tubular Teens with Titans is written and produced by Velvet Fiend Rabbit Productions. Our theme song, Thundersword, is written and produced by Ahmad Judah and Joe Chasm, with lyrics and vocals by Keisha Wallace. If you liked what you just heard, please head over to the podcast service of your choice and leave us a rating and a review. It truly helps more people find the show. Tubular Teens with Titans features the vocal talents of... I'm Bri Zachary, and I play the Druidic Defender, Jay Terror. My name is Chris Van, and I play the Pyre Paladin, Benny Humo. I'm Tim Loika, and I play Storm Sentinel, Hanuel Yasuo. I'm Keisha Wallace, and I play the Hydro Hoplite, Gwyn Avalon. What's up? I'm Allegra Rodriguez Shivers, and I play the Nova Knight, also known as Scarlet Watts. I'm Shane Cochran, and I voice. Derailed. I'm JJ Jensen, and I play Hera. 
I'm Michael Waldschlager II, and I play Harbinger. I'm Noah, and I play Johnny Dakota. Marie Claire Gould as Ms. Paige Turner. Kyle Gould as Reginald Thaddeus III. I'm Sam Bergman, and I play Mrs. Jade Tara. I'm Shane Patrick, and I play the narrator.